Cool. Okay. Welcome to the first episode of the Eat Happy Podcast. This is crazy. Um, and I'm so excited I have Jess here with me and we're going to just like talk about food and like our relationship with food and like what eating looks like um, in hopefully a super honest and, and frank conversation that may potentially others may identify with and be helpful. Um, so Jess, if you don't mind, just like kind of start by walking me through like your relationship with food and like what you've done in the past and kind of where you are now. So I've had what I would call a pretty toxic relationship with food. Um, pretty much once I graduated high school is when that relationship started. Um, I was very into like the quick fix food. So like fast food, McDonald's, um, I would pass McDonald's on my way to work every day. So I would stop every day and it caused me to put on quite a bit of weight. Um, so then I was looking for yet another quick fix. So I tried keto. I did keto for about four months and then I'm like, I would feel like garbage when I would eat too many carbs. I would feel sick. I would feel like I had the flu and I'm like, I this isn't sustainable long term for me. So I decided to um, look for a dietitian to work with and Danielle popped up on my TikTok <laughs> for you page and I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I messaged her and working with her, she has really helped improve my relationship with food. And I'm really, really thankful for that. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like what's changed in the past like year or so that we've been working together. We were just talking about like how it's been a year, which is kind of wild. Yeah. So we started out with, um, you know, macros, like counting the calories and kind of figuring out, um, how much protein eat, carbs, fats, all that kind of stuff. And that um, worked for a while, but then when I was tracking, I wasn't tracking completely. So I was leaving out condiments and um, oils and butter and things like that. And they really do start adding up after a while. So I wasn't losing weight and I was frustrated. So we decided to um, stick with portion control and the really like eating when you're hungry. And that is a lifesaver because I'm so used to eating a snack after dinner and that was just always the thing even growing up and now it's like after dinner I'm not hungry so what's the point in eating a snack so yeah and I think like you were super resistant <laughs> to giving up calories you were like yes. these are like what's keeping me stable and then we found out like it was like more not harmful, but like detrimental to your goals than anything else, right? It was. And if I would have like 100 calories left and there were like multiple things that I was craving, I'd be like, oh, I'll just eat one Oreo and then like five Cheez-Its. And the next thing I know, I'm over my calories by 200. And I'm like, well, I might as well just keep going and just keep eating. And that was such a toxic mindset for me. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think like the big thing was one day you came back to a session and you were like, so... So I've stopped eating when I'm full and it's been a game changer. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I used to think like the clean plate um, mm -hmm. method, right? Like, you know, eat until everything on your plate is gone. And if that meant you were over full, then you're over full. Um, and then dessert right after dinner. And now I don't do that anymore. And I thought that, I think I trained my brain to like, crave sweets after dinner because that was how it was for so long and now that I've gotten rid of that I don't really have those like sweet cravings anymore at least right after dinner which is really really nice mm -hmm. 
And it's like amazing how like eating enough during the day, right? Like when you were stuck on that like 1200 calories, like you weren't eating enough during the day. And so now that you actually like eat food <laughs> during the day, yeah, like exactly. you don't crave things at night, right? Like yes. your cravings go down a lot at night, which is yes. always the goal, right? Yeah, so talk to me about, I know we've, we've talked a lot about uh, like the pressure of other people, right? Impacting your... Um, your relationship with food, your food choices, like talk to me a lot about that. Yeah. So it was always, I was always really nervous to go to restaurants with friends because I knew that, you know, they would be getting like chicken tenders and fries, which is like my like trigger food almost like that just makes me crave. So they would eat that. And then, you know, like, um, mozzarella sticks and things like that. And in the back of my head, I knew how those foods made me feel but I knew that I enjoyed them like in the moment. So it used to be worth it to me to just be like, okay, I'll just eat this. And then I would get home for dinner, you know, and say, oh, I already ate like garbage today. So why not just, you know, go get McDonald's for dinner or something like that. But um, lately I've been going off of how food makes me feel and I don't feel good after I eat the fried foods and things. So I got over that phobia of going to restaurants and that pressure that I feel when I'm around other people because it's like, you know, they eat what they want to eat, but you're in control of yourself and um, you control how you feel. So if they don't feel like garbage when they eat that food and that's what they want to eat, then by all means, go ahead. But for me, it's not right. Um, So I would rather get, you know, like the grilled chicken and rice instead of the fried chicken with French fries. So... Yeah, and I think it's totally, like, something we do a lot is, like, if I'm going, right, like, if you're going out to dinner with friends and they're like, well, if I'm going to be eating chicken fingers and french fries, then, like, I want you to also because then, like, it, I don't know, it's like, well, then I'm not as, like, bad, quote unquote, for eating that food and so, like, we're doing it together and there's just so much pressure like we put on each other um around food choices like food is so complicated and like we often make it more complicated um and pressure other people into eating things that maybe they don't want to um like I know a lot of people like love with food right like their love language is food um my mom whenever I go home she like cooks for me like whatever I want and it's like all sweets and goodies and, and all of that stuff and so it's funny how that can like translate to just like everyday life and like really challenging uh, to say no constantly to food, right? That maybe in the past you would have wanted. Yeah, and you don't, you know, if someone makes you food and you're like a guest in their home and you're like, oh no, Mm -hmm. I don't want it, you'll feel, you feel rude. And you're like, well, what do Mm -hmm. I do in that situation? You know, or be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I already ate. You know, maybe you can enjoy that or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend um, who I run with and we were just recently talking and it was her birthday and her sister uh, made her a pizza and she's like gluten-free and dairy-free. She's got like allergies <laughs> and the pizza wasn't gluten-free or dairy-free. And she was like, I don't want to say no, right? Because she did this like wonderful thing for me. Like she made me this pizza for my birthday and like I'm so grateful. But like if I eat that, I'm going to feel so sick. <laughs> right. And- and she was like, I really, I, I don't want to hurt her feelings, but at the same time, like, I cannot eat that food. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's those types of things that could get us into tricky situations, and sometimes, like, we eat out of obligation a lot of the time. Um, Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Which, which is so tough when you're just trying to, like, live your life, right? And, like, yeah. eat foods that make you feel good. Right. 
Yeah. What else do you think has been like an important lesson or thing you've taken away from like the last year or so of really changing your relationship with food? Um, huh. Well, I've been, I've never been like a water drinker and I've been upping my water intake as well as, um, eating vegetables, which I never used to do. I always said that I hated vegetables when I was younger and I've been like expanding my palate with them and Mm -hmm. like trying something new, you know, each week or every two weeks. And I think incorporating those things, um, into my diet has really been, um, a huge like contribution to my relationship with food because I would just eat like pastas. So that's just, you know, carbs with sauce on it. And I wasn't getting any veggies with it. So I wouldn't be satisfied. I wouldn't be full. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's huge. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face, portion control (laughs) is such a huge, huge factor that I never thought about. I would just go and, you know, I always would say my eyes are bigger than my stomach. And then I would just end up eating the food that I wasn't even hungry for because it was Mm -hmm. on my plate. So I actually bought portion control. Like I would say it's like not even portion control. It's like just eating till you're full. Right. And like not overeating. And so, yeah, maybe it's portion control, but I think it's just like (laughs) stopping when you're full. Right. Right. Exactly. And that was the exact mindset that I had was like, oh, we'll just take the portion and then, you know, eat all of it. And Mm -hmm. that's true. I always had this guilt about throwing Mm -hmm. food away. You know, you have that like mentality, Mm -hmm. like kids are starving in Africa. You need to eat this. And it's like, you know, it's like, which can we talk about that for a second? Like the clean plate club, the like kids starving in Africa. I think that's like the least helpful thing, right? Like if you throw away that food, that's or if you like eat that food, that's not helping anyone, right? Like that doesn't feed a child anywhere. Right. It goes I mean, you to may the trash, eat. Like, yeah, but I think like one thing that I help I I share with people who are struggling with that, like I don't really know how to navigate this. Is like, well, think long term, right? Like if you're constantly overeating to the point where like you possibly have like health conditions as a result, like the tax or the like uh, expense of the medical system, like waste wise is way higher than like yeah. just throwing away that food. Like right. if, if we have that trouble, like rationalizing it, it's like, no, like it's totally fine. You're way better off if you like listen, right. And, and don't overeat than if you just like have to overeat for the clean plate club or right. like the guilt of throwing away food. Nothing bad is going to happen. If you throw away food, it's like, always fine (laughs) exactly I don't remember oh you were talking about drinking water you were talking about um like how much water and I think like one of the things we were first starting to talk about was like headaches right so you had a ton of headaches and at one point the water was helping with those right um yeah I would say so um and at that point I I think we were in quarantine at that point or we Mm -hmm. had just gotten out or something so I hadn't been active or doing anything so I think movement with water I think that's helped with them as well and I've noticed um I've been working out for probably like a little over a month now consistently you know I've Mm -hmm. always been in the gym like for one day and then I skipped a month so I could never say I was going to the Mm -hmm. gym but now like it's consistent I've been going um about three to four times a week depending on what I have going on um and I think the movement the more frequent movement with mm-hmm. water intake has helped my headaches because I've noticed this past month, um, I've only had two headaches, which might sound like a lot to 
um, you know. Right, but you were having them, like, every day, all day. Yeah, I would get them, like, migraines, and then by the time I'd have, like, one day free of a migraine, and then it would be back the next day. So, Mm. yeah, water has definitely helped with that. And I actually just ordered um, a half-gallon water bottle, (laughs) and I'm so excited I got to, like, customize it. um, Oh, really? My boyfriend actually bought it for me. Yeah, it's called Hydro Jug. Have you heard of those? Not sponsored. (laughs) But... But, um, yeah, it, they're so cute. You can pick, like, your colors and sleeves and things like that. So I got one of those, and I think, yeah, I think by just filling one up a day and having it with me, mm-hmm. if that's, you know, what I allow myself access to, it's going to be gone at the end of the day. So, uh, Does it have a straw? You can order straws with them. You have to and have I a did. straw. Okay, yes, good. I did. Good, good, good. Yes. Oh, I've seen these before. They're just, like, those giant jugs. Yes. Okay. Oh, those are cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, having a straw with water is game changer. Like, what are some of the things that you do to help, like, get your water intake in? Because I know this is a struggle for, for so many people, and it can make such yeah. a big difference in, like, literally just feeling not dead most of the time, right? Yeah. Um, when I first started drinking water, um, I would drink, like, the Crystal Light packets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided that there was, like, a lot of aspartame in those. I think it was aspartame. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we were trying to figure out if, like, maybe that was leading to your headaches. And so, yeah. I think you were, was it Diet Coke? Was there Diet Coke in there, too? Yes, and Gatorade okay. Zero. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, keto did that to me. I was like, oh, Gatorade Zero, <laughs> zero calories. Heck yeah, I'll drink the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I would start with that. And then I was like, you know, you probably shouldn't be drinking too much of that. So why don't you just try like straight water? I tried Mio and I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. So I just started drinking. I made sure it was like really cold because mm-hmm. cold water is the best mm-hmm. water, like ice cold. Oh, so yeah. I would just make sure that there was ice in my water at all times. And then I would actually find that like I would crave it, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the hotter mm-hmm. months when it's so hot outside, you just want something really, really cold. And the one of the only things for me, at least, that will satisfy that is cold water. And if I'm wanting something different, I'll put a little bit of, like, lemon in there because I love lemon water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love putting, like, strawberries, lemon, raspberries in my water. I do a lot of, like, tea as well. So it's, like, a cold brew tea and just, like, there's no sugar or anything in it. And it's just, like, herbally and fruity. Oh, that sounds really good. Delicious. I've never thought about putting did you other like, berries. Did you, I think uh, the raspberry zinger. Did you end up liking that? I can't remember. I did, yeah. <laughs> At first, I was kind of like, I don't know if I can drink this, but then I made it again, and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. that's really not that bad. I put, like, a little bit of honey in it, too, and mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah, totally. Oh, um, let's talk about moving out, right? Like, you had, yeah. um, you moved out with your boyfriend recently, which is, like, your first time cooking yes. meals independently yes. and that stuff. Tell me about, like, what that journey's been like. Yeah, so that was definitely like a learning curve because I grew up in a household where I wasn't the one doing the cooking, so mm-hmm. I would eat, you know, what was made for me, and I didn't know, you know, what went into it um, as far as like oils and butters and things like that. So, um, cooking at home for myself and my boyfriend has been like, I know exactly what's going into it, so I know that, you know, it's healthy, and I've switched from you know, like the 80-20 ground beef to like the 90-10 or like the 93-7 and it tastes the exact same. Um, So, and then I've been doing a lot of like ground turkey. I've made my own turkey burgers. Those are amazing. Um, And I've been eating fruit instead of 
Oreos or chips, <clears throat> you know, when I am wanting something more. Um, and I just don't really keep that many like snacking foods in my house. I mean, the extent of it is like skinny pop and um, boom chicka pop, things like that. Um, and then, you know, I'll have fruit cups and let's see, some protein bars and things like that. And that's been really doing the trick for me. Mm hmm. Yeah. What was it like, like going to the grocery store? I know we talked about this, right? But like, what is, oh, yeah. how does like, how did the grocery store go? Like, what was it like to go grocery shopping for the first time and like try to figure out what to eat and like not spend like $700 on groceries and like all that stuff? Right. Well, I remember when I was in the process of moving out, I was doing a lot of communicating with you being like, what kind of toast do I buy? Like, what, what, what do I buy? And I remember the first time I was grocery shopping, I was in like a panic. So I actually called you and I was like, what do I do? And you had me like walk you through what I was looking at and you kind of helped me like sort it out. I think they were like the sandwich thin. I'm like, oh, there's honey wheat and there's whole wheat. What type of wheat do I get? And in reality, it was like, seriously like don't <laughs> overthink it that much just you know get what sounds good that you know you'll eat that's mm -hmm. not you know extremely unhealthy if you know you're going to eat it then get it I ended up getting the whole wheat because I know you know I guess that's better for you but I was like in a panic over sandwich thins and I'm like you need to relax <laughs> but I think that's been like a major theme too of our sessions is like okay like what if we just like simplify it and like what if we don't overthink it right and yes you know just try and focus on like more fruits and veggies drinking water um instead of like I think where you were at was like hyper focusing on food and so it was like you were overthinking it so much that you were like fixated on food all the time and yes. so just like <laughs> deep breaths sometimes right, right? Like, exactly. okay it's gonna be fine and it really doesn't matter that much like how like what type of bread I have or what type of sandwich that I have it's really about like okay what's the consistent like thing that I'm doing and I think that's another piece of our conversation is like consistency matters a lot more than like perfection right it's like you know, you can do anything. You can do keto for a few months, but right. If you're <laughs> a year in and miserable and like hating everything and like can't eat a carb without feeling sick, then it's probably not going to be something you want to keep doing for very long. And so, you know, I think that's another theme, right? Is like getting discouraged and wanting to give up has been something we've, we've talked about a lot, right? Of like, nope, we got to keep going. Like, the, the progress will come, the, the results will come, and just got to be patient, right? Right, and you texted me something the other day that <laughs> um, really, really, you've just done so many, like, mindset <laughs> shifts to me. It's like, what is she doing? But what did you say? I think you said, um, remember, the only way you can fail is if you quit or as if you give up and I was like oh my gosh she's so right and that was like so empowering which is that like the awesome. corniest thing ever but at the same time it's true right like the only way when you're discouraged to like truly fail is to give up and like you've probably experienced this like I get excited when things get challenging because it's <laughs> and I'm like oh look a challenge like this is fun um, because that gives you the opportunity to like figure it out and know how to do it. So next time when it's harder or more challenging, you're like, I got this, like, I know how to do this and it's fine. Right. Like, I think that happened with traveling with you, right? Like you were traveling yes. a little bit at one point and, um, we were talking about 
like strategies and you're like oh like I think I know what to do like I'm gonna grab some carrots and some like peppers and stuff like that and like it's gotta be good um which like obviously traveling is still challenging but it I think if I'm remembering correctly like you were like good the like third or fourth time you were traveling because we had discussed it and and talked about strategies right yeah because I had that anxiety of oh my gosh what am I gonna eat and it's like Mm -hmm. you know what like why you're going on vacation to enjoy yourself you don't have to stress about food the Mm -hmm. entire time so you know I would whenever I got to my destination I would go to the grocery store you know and I could always buy like berries or protein bars or something like that and I remember I was standing in the airport and I was like I'm really really hungry and I went to one of the snack stations and there were like Doritos and Lay's and all these chips and I was like wow those look so good and then right next to it was like the skinny pop and I was like (laughs) just do it like you're gonna you're gonna feel better you know Mm -hmm. and you won't feel guilty so I'm like okay let's just get that and I remember that's like my go-to airport snack is skinny pop Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's uh something we've discussed at length is like not feel not choosing a food because it's like a better food or like a you know morally better food but like choosing it because it's going to make you feel better and so i think that's like where it gets lost a lot of the time is like it's totally fine to make the choice to feel better but you can also choose that other thing without being a bad human, right? Like you're not a bad human because you chose to eat chips, but like you can also choose differently to to eat the popcorn. Right, and another thing you've taught me too is like, you know, you're allowed to feed your cravings, but it's like everything in moderation, you know? And if you're Mm -hmm. craving McDonald's, you know it's not gonna make you feel great, but if you just want to fulfill that craving, maybe don't go and get a meal there. Mm -hmm. If you're craving specifically their fries, go Mm -hmm. and get a small fry and then move on with your day. And then don't sit there and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just ate that. Just fill the craving Mm -hmm. and move on. And that's another thing too is like, I don't like to go to fast food to get meals anymore. It's more like a, you know, if I'm wanting a snack and that's what I'm craving, it's like, okay, then I'll go and do that. Mm-hmm. absolutely and like so many times if we just like ignore our cravings and i go i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that you just eat more food even if you don't end up going to mcdonald's like you eat like snacks around that food and so you probably end up eating like a net higher amount of food than if you had just gotten the fries in the first place and been satisfied with them yes yeah are you comfortable talking a little bit about like overeating and like that kind of journey yeah so, so tell me, because <laughs> there was a time where we were like, okay, like what's happening? What's going on? And then one day you came to me and you're like, hey, I, th- I think I'm overeating. And I'm like, okay, that's news. Let's talk about that. So tell me a yeah. little bit about like how you figured that out, like what that looked like for you. Um, it actually, when was it? It was probably a couple months ago. I was mm-hmm. just sitting on the couch after I had eaten dinner and I was like not able to move. I was so and then my boyfriend got right up off the couch and like started to do something and I was like how is he moving like I I am so full right now and he Mm -hmm. ate like more than I did and then you know obviously like our metabolism and all that is different Mm -hmm. so he can you know it takes more to fill him but I was like oh my gosh I can't move I'm like is this normal so and I was so used to like that feeling but Mm -hmm. that one was exceptionally bad and I'm like why did you eat that much like you can't even get off the couch. You're so full. So, um, I, that's when I texted you and I'm like, I don't, 
is this normal? And you're like, no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it was a process too, right? Like that clean plate club and like yes. eating out of obligation, like those types of things that we worked through. And like, obviously there's still times, right, where everybody overeats and everybody kind mm-hmm. of overindulges. But I think it was a pretty frequent thing for you before, right? And mm-hmm. now it's like much more infrequent right if it was frequent before it's infrequent now (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and actually this past weekend we had um a guest in from out of town and while she was here we went to this really great restaurant like I love this restaurant and we got takeout we brought it home and we just made everything like buffet style on the table and I could have grabbed like seconds thirds fourths it was Mm -hmm. so good but I ate until I was like 80% 80% full and there was still a bunch of food left on the table. I'm like, this is your house. Like it can go in the refrigerator. It can be eaten later. You don't have to eat it all right now. You don't have to eat it again. You know, my boyfriend will eat it or she'll eat it or someone will eat it, but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I was sitting there and I was really feeling proud of myself, you know, like secretly mm-hmm. proud of myself. I'm like, wow, like you had such a great meal in front of you with so many different options and you didn't overeat and I was Mm -hmm. super excited about it but it's that like it's okay to have leftovers Mm -hmm. and it's okay to not you know finish everything that's on your plate and you don't have to get seconds just because others do and it was like a personal win yeah what do you think was like really the key to allowing yourself to like just have that one single serving or just have kind of what was satisfying to you? I didn't need it. I wasn't like starving. I wasn't hungry. And I mean, of course, when it's in front of you, you're like, dang, that looks really good. But then you like talk to yourself. You have like a little conversation (laughs) with yourself in your head and you're like, but do you need it though? Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't need it. And you know that if you overeat, you're going to feel like garbage and you Mm -hmm. don't want to feel that way. You know, Mm -hmm. like we had a fun night ahead of us and I'm like, you don't want to feel like trash because you overate. So just don't do it. And I ended up cleaning up the table. I put, you know, the leftovers in the fridge and I never touched them and I didn't need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like just giving yourself the option again, that's what it usually comes back to is like giving yourself the option to like have more later if you want it. But right now like right. you're satisfied, you're, you're good with what you had and it tasted good, but you don't want to feel icky, you know, as yep. a result of overeating. I meant to say this when we were exactly. talking about vacation, but I don't know if I phrased it like this to you, but I always give clients like I say you have two options when you go on vacation. You can um, just eat whatever you want, want, right? Like you're on vacation, just like focus on just kind of enjoying it. Or, you know, sometimes you can choose to still include balanced meals because if you think about, again, how you're going to feel as a result of eating those like high calorie, dense, like heavy foods, like you're probably not going to feel as energized and want to do the things that you're doing on vacation as much. So, you know, you get that choice, but like oftentimes we enjoy our vacations more if we're not like in a food coma from like overeating all the time. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's like a really important like thing to remember because if, I mean, the number of times I've gotten back from vacation and been like, oh, I ate too much. Like I need to kind of like go for a walk to like reset a little bit. Um, is, Is so common that we have like this permission to eat on vacation that we don't have normally. And 
it's it's silly right to feel that terrible on vacation yeah so thanks Jess for for coming on today this was really great and um I think we talked about lots of stuff like we covered a lot of things in this like 30 minutes or so I don't know how long it'll be when we cut it down um but this was this was great thank you for coming on for the first ever like eat happy podcast and um you know hopefully we'll have you back sometime in a few months and continue to see like that that growth and and see how things are going yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be your first guest. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're always my guinea pig. <laughs> oh, perfect. I love that.